guys and welcome back to another episode of Bell's Beatifics. Today we have a bonus episode and again, if you've listened to my other bonus episodes, you will know that the title conspiracy theory is not actually a conspiracy theory, it's more of a it's a joke. And uh I'm sorry. I hope that nobody takes offense to it and if you do, please contact me and I will stop using that. So the title conspiracy theory also it just describes the fact that uh, instead of just doing a sermon on one passage in the Bible, we're connecting different passages to make a point. Uh, So that's kind of what that means in a kind of joking way. And with that clarified, Today's bonus episode, God is Light. So we're going to start out in 1 John 1, 5. So I got, I used to get confused with John and 1 John, but they're two different books. It's John, then a whole bunch of different books, then 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. So... First John and John are not the same as I learned in sixth grade. It was very confusing, but anyway, that's not the point. The point is, it's towards the end of your Bibles, and so if you want to flip there, I'm going to be reading in the NIV, New International Version, as per usual, so I'll give you a second to go there. First John 1, 5 through 7. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So, maybe this title was not as appropriate as I had thought. The title has the word theory in it, but really this is not a theory, as it literally says, God is light. Look right there. 1 John 1, 5. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. So, have you ever noticed that if you hold up a match by the wall, there is no shadow cast by the flame? You can see the shadow of the match, but the actual flame itself has no darkness in it at all. Okay, now, imagine you're in a room. Just a simple, four-walled, one-roof, one-ceiling room. Doesn't matter what color it is, just it has to be completely empty. Now, make this little tiny sun. Just put it in the middle of the room. 
there are no shadows in the room now. It's just completely lit up. Now you can make a point and be like, but Avera, there's shadows in the corner because of science and uh, it refracts, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I just, that's, I could make a more complicated analogy, but I'm choosing not to. Now imagine your own room. Now put the sun in there. There are going to be lots of shadows. It's going to, your bed is going to have a shadow, your closet's going to have a shadow, your dresser's going to have a shadow. Whatever in your room is going, the light is going to hit it and it's going to cast a shadow. Now, that shadow is a result of the light, but, okay, I have one more analogy for you guys. Your heart is like a house. In this house, there are many rooms. And a lot of the rooms have lots of stuff in them. And the Lord, when he comes in, he sheds his light on those things. The things are what is causing the darkness. The Lord himself is just the one revealing that to you. So when light goes upon something... That thing is the one with the darkness. The light is just the one revealing it to you. So when the Lord is showing you what has darkness in it, he is not the one who has darkness in him. He is merely revealing to you what has darkness in it. John 15, 1-4 says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Now, if you look at verse 2, it says he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. This is kind of like how he shows you what you need to... He shows you what has darkness in it, in your own heart, and what needs to be done away with, what needs to change, what needs to be pruned, what needs to be completely cut off, so that his light may shine brighter in you. In Matthew five fourteen, it says, You are the light of the world, a town built on a hill, cannot be hidden. 15. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The Lord has put light in our hearts, and the more things that we get rid of, in the more evils that we get rid of in our hearts, the more his light can shine through. The more light will be given to others and more darkness can be vanquished. And there are so many evils in our hearts that we don't even notice. And this is why the Lord, who is the light, needs to shine his light on those things. I know several of you guys have heard the term to shed light upon. It means to reveal 
or to show truth. Later on in Matthew 5, verse 27 through 28, You have heard that it was said, You shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Adultery is just the outward conveyance of evil that has already taken place in your heart as a form as the form in the form of lust. Murder is just the outward conveyance that of an evil that you've already committed in your heart that has taken the form of hate. This light that the Lord is using to reveal these things to us so that they can be done away with and his light can shine even more brightly. His light is a guide. Psalm 119 verse 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. If you're walking in the darkness, how how off course do you think you're going to get? Do you think you're going to be able to stay on the path? Do you think you're going to go through unscathed? Even if we do walk in the light, we're not going to get through life unscathed. We're not going to get through life unscathed at all. But we're going to get through life happily, which is more than a lot of other people can say. Because people who don't do God's work, really, do they have a purpose then? They're going to go through life empty. They're going to try and fill themselves up, but there's going to be a hole at the bottom of their bucket. They're going to fill themselves up with alcohol or drugs or lies, vanity. But really, it's just going to fill them up and leave them empty. Psalms 37, do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon they they will soon die away. Evil is not going to last, and we shouldn't be envious of it, because they're going to evil people are going to live a good life on earth, but eventually that's just going to lead to eternal death in the pit. We live a hard life we do our work now so that we can have eternal rest and joy with jesus we can even have joy and rest on earth as long as we follow the path the lord has laid out before us and lit up for us and as long as we keep walking in the light instead of the darkness and of course there are some of you saying that's very black and white of you avera like, there's not just good and evil, but really, really, there's no in-between. Because lukewarm Christianity isn't Christianity at all, if you really think about it. There is no line, there's no gray area in between eternal death and eternal life. Choose a side. And if you are in the middle, you're going to have to tilt over one way or another. And usually that tilt isn't for the best unless you make the decision to step into the light instead of the darkness. 
And if we do choose the light, are we going to get through life unharmed? No, we are not. You know, making that choice to actually step over that line, (laughs) that non-existent space between the good and evil, that making that choice can be hard. It can be painful. It's actually very painful because, again, letting the, the light into your heart just reveals all the darkness that's already there. It casts the shadows onto things that you have hidden away. Things that you don't want, you know are bad, but you don't want to admit it. And you don't want them to go away, even though you need them to. No, we're not going to get through this without getting hurt. This Greek philosopher Plato tells the story of a man who lived in a cave. Dark, dark cave, never saw the light. One day, he made the journey to find the light, and it hurt his eyes so, so bad. You know, like when you get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and you turn on the light, and you're just like, oh, oh. And you almost just don't want to get up in the middle of the night because it just hurts so bad. You just kind of go to the bathroom with your eyes closed. It's, it's very painful. So imagine spending your entire life in darkness and then going up to see the light. That sounds like unpleasant, very unpleasant. But once his eyes finally adjusted, he was amazed. He was in awe. It was incredible. It was the most beautiful thing he'd ever seen. And of course, he had to go down to go get his friends. Because it was, this was just so amazing, he had to share it. He had to share the light with his friends. So he goes down and he leads them back up. And they're cutting themselves on the rock of the cave. And they're grumbling. And he's like, just wait. Just wait until you see how amazing this is. Like, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. And they go up there and they see the light. And it hurts their eyes. Hurts their eyes so bad that they just decide to go back down. And he's yelling after them. He's saying, no, don't go back down. You don't understand. You have to wait. I know it hurts right now, but you have to wait. This is the most incredible thing ever. You have to wait. I know it hurts in the moment. I know you're feeling pain. But if you just get through it, just get through it. It's only temporary. Just wait. And you will see the light. Because as much as the light can reveal all the bad things and show you what you need to get rid of and cast shadows, the light is also how we can see all the incredible things that the Lord has put in our paths. We can see all the wonderful blessings that he has given to us and rejoice in that. You know, Moses got to see God. And if you see God, if you look at God back in the Old Testament, if you opened the Ark of the Covenant, you would just die because he was so perfect and so glorious that our tiny human minds and bodies couldn't handle it. And we literally, you would literally just fall over dead immediately. But Moses, he got to see God. So he made Moses like hide in 
in the little in the, like a little crevice in the rock, and then God was gonna go and pass before him. But he couldn't. He would have to tell Moses when to see. So he got to see the afterglow, a little hint of the afterglow of God passing by. And when he came down, he was glowing, literally glowing, because he had seen that tiny, tiny fraction of God's magnificence, of that that light just transmitted into him, and it shone, physically shone outward, so that everybody around him could see that he had Jesus in his heart. Also, in Exodus... God, you, he would, he was there with them. He kind of, he took form of a cloud during the day to lead them and be among the people. But at night he turned into fire, a pillar of fire so that they could see him even in the darkness and he could light their path to the promised land. So follow that light. Because God has made a promise to us. And every single promise that the Lord has made has come true. And we have a written history of that. And the Lord has made a promise to light your path. The path you're taking through this journey of life. A twisting, winding, crazy thing. But if you're walking by yourself without the light I don't know where you would be I don't know where I would be I would probably be off the path so far I would just be like stumbling around and fall into a a lake somewhere I don't know it would not be pleasant and it would be just stumbling through life isn't the way we were meant to go through it we were meant to walk in the light, serving others, and ultimately serving our God. God is light.